0: Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors, and today I'm here with Lee Howes. Hi, Lee, how are you? I'm really well.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having
0: Good. me. No, thanks for coming. Well, I'm not actually doing it with alcohol today. I'm doing it with water, and that's only because I know I've still got some work to do after this. Ah, so Lee, what's your business called and what do you do?
1: So my business is Lee House. That's it, really. We well, we trade. Our trading name is Sorbus Associates, but Lee House is how I'm known. And in terms of what we do, I well, it's me, and <laughs> I am a leadership and business performance coach and strategist. So I'm all about taking um, business owners really into their zone of leadership and getting their businesses structured in a way that makes their heart sing and their performance soar. Wow.
0: So is there like a, a- a niche market that you're into like who's your ideal client really my ideal client is those if you think about a
1: business owner service-based business owner and they're really at they could be at the start of their business they could be in the middle of their business it doesn't really matter it's a journey that they go on to becoming a leader and I'm all about really taking them on a transition so that they start to really own and embrace what I believe are the behaviours that they need to adopt as a leader to be successful in their business. Because business owners don't generally start off like that. So a lot of mine in terms of niching have probably been in corporate careers before, where they've been high performers, but they come out and then they're all of a sudden like, well, I performed before, but I don't know how to run a business. So um, that's definitely sort of where I sit. I also work with established leaders who are probably... Sitting at the top of their tree already, but they need somebody to hold a space and be a sounding board, confidant, that kind of thing. So it's leaders at every step of their journey.
0: So what do you see as a leader? Those it's such a not vague word, but do you know what I mean? Like it's not tangible. So yeah. it, does that mean different things to different people?
1: Yes, I think it does. I think what's really interesting. In fact, I had a discussion um, over on LinkedIn actually just this week. I talk a lot about embracing your role as a CEO and there was a discussion that was had over there about are you really a CEO when you're running a business on your own and I do think it's um, you know I think it's an individual viewpoint and I'm not there to force one way or the other but my view is if you want to scale a business then you have to adopt leadership behaviours and that is not just about leading other people; it's about leading yourself. Um, and I think um, you know th- that that can be perceived by different people in different ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, th- it, there's me, and then there's like two VAs. Well, so I, I think that's pretty much all we have. God, I should know. It is just me and two VAs, yeah, and okay. <laughs> very long. I'm I know here. I'm not thinking, thinking who else works in my business but it's because I do have loads of different people that kind of input into my business like I have a mastermind where I do that with several other businesses so when I have an issue or anything I'll kind of go to them too so I kind of feel like they're part of my business but then they're not obviously mm-hmm. at all yeah. so yeah that's kind of interesting how I, I subconsciously thought completely about them straight away but but I do I mean, I suppose sometimes I call myself a CEO, but I don't really think about it. But I definitely am the leader of the pack. And whether or not that means that I see myself as a CEO, I'm not entirely sure. But then, but then what's a CEO? Because that's another thing. Isn't a CEO different in one company than it is in the other?
1: Absolutely. And I think that's the whole discussion that I absolutely love getting into because it was a it was a beautiful discussion on LinkedIn and a very respectful discussion because what had come up was was somebody that was almost mocking the thought of someone who runs a business. How strange that this know, interesting know, conversation
0: know, came know, from someone mocking. I
1: know. I know. And, it, and and to be fair, that it, it, it didn't evolve. It didn't kind of get any worse from there. It was a very respectful discussion. But the point was one person on their own cannot and is not a CEO. That was what they were saying. And I went in with what I do, which is my curious head. And just said, tell me some more about that. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, what is your perception of a CEO? Because I guess my job really is not to say whether you are or you're not a CEO. Oh, I, I see myself as a, somebody that like lights the match and says, OK, let's plant some seeds around here and see what you think. So my viewpoint on it is that you, the I think the old school CEOs, I think there's a perception of, you know, it's a guy sitting around a massive, great big table in a grey suit and uh, you know that, that that's what you do you sit around a boardroom and my view I'm writing a book about um, kind of this and lots of other things around leadership and running a business right now is what, what like you say what does a CEO look and feel like because there are people running businesses now from their dining room table and doing very well for it there are people running them from you know the boardroom there are people doing running businesses in very different ways, and. The conversation that was sparked from this was that a CEO has a series of responsibilities and duties and is answerable to shareholders, which I get. I totally understand that, what they were saying. And I said, I don't really matters what you call yourself. I just think it's a, like thinking like a CEO needs to in order to be the captain of the ship, like you've just said, and navigate your business through the waters to where you need it to go. If you don't think like a leader, then you run the risk of running your business on your own and burning yourself out. I mean that's that's kind of my whole ethos of bill.
0: Yeah and I you know I, I, we spoke before this and I definitely have you know meca- mechanisms in place in order to avoid burnout But it's not that I didn't learn them until I'd burn out several times before and it's always as somebody who runs a business and you know doesn't have multitude of staff although I think probably if I had staff I'd probably have different issues than I have now but but as someone who you know runs several businesses on her own virtually I I think I think burnout and pushing yourself to the maximum level as close to burnout as physically possible is almost inevitable. So how would you, how do you say that people try and avoid that?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, you have to think about what's most important to you. So there's a step, like a process that I go through with my business leaders when I work with them. And let's let's assume they're not even considering themselves as business leaders at the start of that journey. You know they're they're running a business they're on their own and I think you have to figure out first and foremost and I do think this bit gets missed and I missed it whether you did obviously I don't know I didn't take the time to figure out what was most important to me so what ended up happening along my journey was I created a business that didn't make my heart sing that was really um, putting me in positions where we were talking just now I was working evenings I was working weekends. Um, I was working around the clock but almost busy being busy so it wasn't like I was trying to I was working hard but I think that I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that if you want to avoid that burnout you've got to first and foremost know what is it that you're trying to create um, and why are you doing it Um, and so that you can then start to put in place things that ensure that you're not going down a route that doesn't make your heart sing I'm a firm believer I'm a strengths coach as well if we spend too much time outside of our zone of genius then that in itself is draining so that in itself can lead to burnout so um you know we can do more of the stuff that we're energized by like there's more because we've got more energy for it Um, you know if you made me sit in an office and do a load of tech all day I'm likely to burn out quicker than I am doing the stuff that lights my heart with joy Um, I've almost got more capacity for that so I do think the purpose piece is really important I think it gets forgotten and it feels for some a little fluffy and unnecessary they kind of want to dive straight into the strategy and the structure but I think it's really important um so I think that bit first what does your personal contract look like how do you you know you might be able to do 14 hours a day I might not so each of us are unique to what burnout might look like um so you know that for me is just integral so that's that's the first point there's lots of other points probably after that
0: yeah no and I agree with the whole what looks like perfectly acceptable behavior to one person might be you know utterly soul destroying to another like for for certain things i can you know work through the clock but then i have to have mechanisms in place like you know i was saying to you before that i need to be able to have some downtime in order to be able to re-energize ready for the next day and that to me is getting in the bath which is why i've got a bright red face because i had a bath before this podcast
1: you look beautiful and we're looking about gorgeous I know. yeah very
0: jealous of that skin honestly i would not be like that out of the bath sorry your skin looks lovely but um but that is part of my process that i have to have a bath before and then i you know usually get into fresh pjs and you know sit and have a chat with my husband and watch a bit of tv and blah blah blah, blah, blah shout out the kids all of that stuff but you know if I don't have that time, then I can feel that the next day. And obviously after this, I've got some more work to do. So I'm going to do that. And then it, I w- there will be consequences to that tomorrow, which will mean that I'll have to put something in place in order to feel that energy before I can continue working. Mm-hmm. And I think I think knowing that about myself has really helped. But it's I mean, I've been in business for 10, 15 years this is this is relatively in that time frame, relatively new. And I think people underestimate how long it takes you to understand yourself as a business person and understand your needs in business because all you hear is how much you have to work in order to be successful. You don't hear about you hear all about this, you know, self-care and blah 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 blah. And you know, and self- having a bath calling a bath self-care is bullshit Mm -hmm. the process around it is what is the self-care and the meaning of it and the importance and all the things i need to do that's self-care but Mm -hmm. having a bath and putting some moisturizer on isn't self-care and i think what you don't hear what people don't hear enough about or what people don't appreciate is that it's different for everybody and you know what may work for us won't work for other people and the expectation that you flog yourself until you're near death may only work for certain people and those people that it does work for if they are genuine about that then they should celebrate that that's what works for them but also those people that know that they aren't capable of doing that because they know themselves well They should all also be celebrated for having got to that stage where they understand themselves well enough to be able to say, That bit's not for me.
1: That is just, honestly, you're speaking to my soul because I am a true believer that there's two, I mean, there's so many different elements within your toolkit as a leader. Like whether you consider yourself a leader or not, let's just park that for a moment. But the behaviors, Um, that you will need in order to find success and happiness and joy and fulfillment and all of that but the thing that you just spoke about for me is like being super conscious so it's really around that whole self-awareness piece and I think the more conscious you can be about yourself what makes you tick what makes you unique what is important to you enables you to do all of the things that you just said and that is a journey of self-discovery and I think there's there's trigger points for people along the way. And I know there has been for me, like I've had trauma that I've been through that has been a catalyst for me going, okay, it's almost like that enough is enough moment where you go, I am not prepared to carry on like this. And you see so many people that have to go through that trauma and kind of my mission is I don't want you to go through a trauma to then realize what's most important to you and actually what you need in your life like you say to bring your best self to work um, when we're doing more of what we love we've got more energy when we're more conscious of what's important to us then we're happier um, but like you say I think and I think that comes back to the CEO piece because I think in the good old days it it, it was just that you you know you progressed in your role and you had to Um, you know deliver results and success and I think nowadays people are becoming more conscious of the the other stuff that is all around us that makes us overall a high performer Um, and it isn't just about you know the the results it's everything it's what's going on behind the scenes it's what's going on in your family life it's you know but it's unique to us 100% agree
0: yeah, no, I agree. So what got you into this business? What was your journey into?
1: HR was my background. So I started, oh, right. yeah, I mean, many moons ago, I started in recruitment, fell into it, really. And I think um, fell into HR, I say fell into HR, it was pointed out that at the time I was good with people and I should explore. It's personnel, I'm going back quite a few years. Um, and then I, I, it just took off, my career took off. I was fortunate that I, you know, quite an upward trajectory, and I loved it. I was a complete and utter workhorse, um, climbed the ladder, worked for um, some really well-known hospitality brands. Um, and sort of at the, the, I guess, the peak of my career, I was heading up HR for the KFC brand, um, working with the VP of HR over there. And then um, when I had my eldest, went back into a project role, then moved across Um, to Pizza Hut which was a secondment role heading up HR over there so lots of experience and I think um, for anyone that's familiar with those brands they're part of Yum Restaurants International and they're an American company and coaching was just it was just something you did you just didn't it it wasn't a buzzword it was just part and parcel of leadership and performance within that organisation so our area managers weren't called area managers they were called area coaches So for me, leaving that business um, when I had Charlie, my youngest, um, and the reason I left was because I'd almost got to a point where there wasn't anything else for me to do. I wanted to go back part time. My priorities had changed. The opportunities that I wanted weren't there. And I'm a bit stubborn um, because I thought, you know what, I reckon there is a way you can still work. You, You can still achieve, but you can do it part time. So you know, again, there was a catalyst there. I had a point to prove. um, And that's I started the business. I started it back in 2012. But without any of the stuff that I now talk to people about, which is I did none of the foundational stuff, none of the what do I want to do? What am I here for? Who am I serving? I just threw myself in as a HR consultant. And it was okay. It was the bumpy ride, which a lot of us go through. I wouldn't be where I am now had I not have gone through some of that um and i i think it probably took me four or five years in if as long as that to realize i wasn't happy doing what i was doing um and that actually what i'd done is come away from the thing that i love the most which was personal development coaching and all of that and like i say it was never a buzzword in in my time and now obviously it is um and through some trauma and adversity just one day thought en- enough is enough and sort of shape my business to be where it is today so it was reed born I, I went through breast cancer in 2017 oh wow um, I know so it was I mean I've had sort of a number of different things that had happened before then but that's probably the biggest catalyst for me and you know that was March 2017 so it's not that long ago so having taken some time out for treatment I'd already started to curve my business in a slightly different direction where I you know towards where I am now Um, But I think what happened was just taking some time out, realizing what was really important perspective is just, you know, I almost say cancer for me. Dare I say it was there was like a dark gift within it. And um, I rebranded my business in mid 2019 and I haven't looked back since. And, um, you know, for me, I'm on a mission to prove that you can shape a business the way you want to your way um and you know you can be happy and love what you do and you can grow it's so important that people realize their potential um
0: yeah no I couldn't agree more I mean for me it was you know quite a similar journey you know several different um things happened but as soon as I as soon as I found the the reason why I was doing what I was doing and who I was doing it for my business just you know, set off. And I, you know, whenever I speak to somebody now, I all the first thing I say to them is, you know, even though I I negotiate leases for salon owners, and even though lots of them say, you know, I can cut anyone's hair or I can do, you know, a nail treatment on anyone and stuff like that. You know, even though they don't really think it has anything to do with their lease, I always say to them, who, who is your ideal client? Because it makes such a difference to where you need to be and why you need to be there and who you're serving and everything like that and when somebody isn't clear on their message and their why and their who then i i know that i can call bullshit on on everything else they're saying to me yeah. and and it makes a massive difference to how i run my business knowing how you know how invested they are in their business and where it's going to go and who they are as a person and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so it's interesting that you know and and I and I immerse myself in this sort of world where all of the businesses that I kind of interconnect with they they're all similar they all say I start with who do you serve and why because it means so much to the rest of your business and that and you know and and that's something that I was I wish I'd been taught you know it literally has been a journey of probably 2 or 3 years for me which is insane yeah. but it just was never spoken about and you know i think it's good that i kind of came to it all myself because it you know natural progression has been amazing for me But it's definitely an interesting journey and people who don't know who they serve and why, it's kind of like lost souls.
1: Yeah, that is right. It's almost like swimming in the sea. And I think you you are you're absolutely right. When I went through the process of rebranding and you really have to dig deep and think about who, you know, for me, it was about it wasn't just about the ideal client it was about who's right for me Yes, and that's what I say that you need to understand yourself so back to your point of consciousness and self-awareness and oh, that was the thing I was going to say earlier on I, I think the two things that are so important in your toolkit are this self-awareness and this in like infinite curiosity about yourself and about others um, and I think your ideal client isn't just about them being an ideal client it's about you it's about back to my point of I was working evenings and weekends because I was matching myself to what I thought was my ideal client but of course they weren't ideal because I didn't want to work evenings and weekends like I just didn't and yet I was growing this weekends and evening working and it was just you know it was, it was crazy so you're absolutely right I think it's so it's such a key part of everything we do and um, I'm writing a book at the moment and and it is the book I I really wish someone had written at the start of my journey because one of the things I really see particularly for people that have come out of successful careers is they beat themselves up because they come out they've been a performer and maybe have some talent that they want to bring into a business and then it just they really struggle. They really, really struggle. And they're like, I, I'm no good. And the belief starts to chip away. The confidence starts to decrease. It's not that they're not good at what they do. It's that they just don't understand what you're saying, the ideal client all the other bits and components yeah. of running that business um because I all of them were dealt
0: with by a different department yeah and well, now all perfect. of the departments are you and that's the that's one of the things that I was thinking of when we were talking about CEO I'm CEO but I'm also the fucking cleaner like exactly you know exactly
1: absolutely and I always say that you are wearing I mean I use 17 hats which is one of my back of house systems and it's just such a brilliant name because that's what you do and I think this is what the, the debate that we were having over on LinkedIn was about You know, a CEO shouldn't be doing all of those things. A CEO, I mean, to be honest, a great point to remember is that you might not be the best person to be the CEO in your business because of the skill set that's required to be a CEO, whatever that might look like. And, you know, the CEO is the person that's setting the strategy. The CEO is the captain of the ship. The CEO recognises that they need all these people around them to do the stuff they're not great at. Um, and maybe that's not you. Maybe what you are meant to do is the st- some of the other stuff in your business and you hire in a CEO. It, it, you know, you have to decide where your strengths lie. And, again, back to the point of what are you creating? Like, what's the vision of what your business looks and feels like, where do you want to take it? Some people are super happy just running it by themselves um, because they don't need it to be anything more than that. And you know, some of the questions I've asked myself is, you know, what's the exit strategy? Where are you taking this? What's the legacy that you want to create for it? All of that then starts to create back to the point about, you know, the CEO and the 17 hats that you're wearing. And do you want to carry on wearing the 17 hats? Is that what's like killing your soul? And burning you out in the process, and I think that's the hardest thing, is that transition from doing it yourself to when do you bring someone in, because I hear that all the time. Oh, what well, I haven't got enough money to bring someone in. We well, haven't got enough money not to. I really think you need to bring them in before you're ready, which is so difficult to do. Yeah,
0: and that that for me is working on your money mindset and I have this discussion with my husband a lot about you know money mindset personally money mindset and business and stuff like that because I find it utterly fascinating because it's not something until probably a year maybe two years ago that I would even really kind of thought about so mm. yeah I, I think that's fundamental to business too so where is your business going then Lee?
1: Um, great question. Put me on that spot now. So my business for me, is fact, it's, it's interesting because I have the model is set up for me to scale. You know, my my role I still see is is just impact It's about how many people can I impact and get to be running businesses that they love and they have joy in their heart. That's like my mission, my absolute mission. But in terms of, you know, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on that exact question because we had. A phenomenal year last year in business, and I almost ticked off a big goal a big financial goal that I had when I left my career. And I've got a big plan in place for this year, which is scary, which is always good to be scared. So, you know, we've mapped out what that looks like. And that's really just about scale. But then the next question has started to come in my mind. I guess when you tick off that big goal, you do start to question yourself. You spend a lot of time asking this question to other people. Why are you doing this? What are you doing it for? And actually, when I think about it, it's more to do with some other goals that I have so I have this huge desire outside of my mission to support others um, is you know there's a piece of legacy there for me for my family everything that I've been through I've realized just how precious life really is so there's a big piece of legacy and security for my family so creating some wealth is important for me Um, but I have this real desire to have property which is really interesting Um, and I've always thought it'd be a pipe dream um, and I don't quite know what that looks and feels like. We're doing some exploring at the moment, whether that is that I have property that I buy and rent out or I just am drawn to holiday lets as well. So my, I have a little dream where I would love to be living in the countryside. I'm a country bumpkin with a lot of land. I like to be able to see and have space around me and I would love to have really cool Holiday lets, like, and I mean, really cool, like the sort of stuff that, you know, if you take your young baby on holiday or you're an, you know, couple on your own, you walk in and it is just the most wow experience. So I don't know where this is coming from. And I don't know, like, to me, I'm asking myself a question is my business? the you know i guess the vehicle to to achieving that there are lots of questions that i'm asking myself right now but right now it's about the scale in the business for this year it's about impacting as many people and making them realize that they can do this they absolutely can on their terms um and they can grow in the process they might not think they're a leader right now but they blinking well are and i'm determined to show them that they can do it
0: no i love that and and you know i have similar dreams as well i've got i have got a property portfolio already which is um yeah no I I started that before I even started the business I've had business I had property since I was 18 which I find utterly insane now but it was perfectly normal to me and then but but also the holiday thing is is something that I've over the past kind of five years been considering too so I I love that and I love the kind of quirky side of it too and Mm. I find myself down in rabbit holes looking at you know different options too oh so. me
1: too I've been doing and I literally um, I'm I'm dry I think I drive my family insane because I start looking and then I start having questions like I literally dive straight in so I'm on the phone to state agents and I'm trying to figure out how can I make that work so I've definitely got a seed that's planted in fact I can see my vision board over there that's about to be refreshed because the goals have been achieved and you know I don't know it's like that's amazing it's also really scary like I and I and I think that's what's important when I'm working with my clients I get it I get how they're feeling I get that fear of you know taking yourself and your business to the next level where everything is relative right as you're going through there's always so much more growth to be had to evolve
0: yeah no and I think I, I'm with you on the whole um targets should be scary because if they're not scary then they're not they're not far enough in yeah. advance you're yeah. too close to it already but I also you were talking earlier about you know you know the the journey that you go on with your confidence too and I I, th- I always say that confidence is a roller coaster anyway and it's either going uphill or it's going downhill but it's always up and down because yeah. as you start to achieve something you start to doubt yourself and you get closer to it and you're doubting yourself and you have to you know you have to keep the momentum going in order to kind of get over and go oh my god that's amazing and then keep going so yeah and,
1: yeah. I, and so, it's funny actually I was digging out just quickly sorry I was um, okay I was looking i gonna clear out at home the other day and there was a fantastic tool that I used to use in my um corporate life like dead simple but one of them was, talks about this formula and it's such a simple formula, but I love it. And I've been talking about my clients, my clients about it all the time. And for me, it's like three things. If you think about the motivation to act as in to take action, um, there is three components. And, and, and I've pulled it apart to see whether or not there's like some sort of hole and it's missing something and I can't actually find anything that's missing. And it is the belief in yourself that you can achieve that thing, like that, that's the, that's the thing that's going to be a big catalyst you moving forward. Then there's this pull of a goal that you are so emotionally linked to. You know, Simon Sinek talks about starting with why you've talked about it. Um, and I think you know, if you've got that piece, but there's also this you don't want to stay where you are. And when you pull those three things together, that for me is what is the driving factor for you taking that step forward. Um, and when one part is out of sync. That's when you're not taking action. And and just by using that really simple formula with a lot of my clients recently, we've been being able to really quickly identify what's causing us to have the break on right now. Um, and I think it's important like you say as you up level to understand that in yourself because sometimes we're trying to fix the wrong thing. We, we spend one of my clients talked about this analogy and he said, "I feel right now that I'm in a rowing boat and I don't know how to row it and I'm just going round and round. But, like I said to him, I can teach you how to row the boat, but even if I teach you how to row the boat, that doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere because if you haven't got the belief that you can row the boat, then all the skills in the world aren't going to take you forward so it's just he's understanding all that as you up level it's um
0: yeah, the only thing I was thinking in addition to that is is the 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 constant motion too. Mm. you know consistency yes. consistency consistency because you can have all of that but if you don't consistently take action then it, it yeah. will literally go around this up of
1: course it will yeah. so this the snowball isn't it once the snowball and then it's just mm. easier once you've got that consistent routine success routine whatever that might look like for you 100 yeah see
0: I don't even think of it as easier I think no matter what level I'm in 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 my business I it's for me, it's always a challenge because I'm constantly pushing myself forward. And I don't know if maybe at some point when then I'm not quite as ambitious. If if that ever happens, I doubt it. I think I'll probably die first. But maybe if I wasn't as ambitious, then it would be easier. But for me, it's a constant struggle. And that's what I always, you know, and I surround myself by people with people who are exactly the same, where they they constantly say that, you know, everything's like how, why, you know, and all of all of that because they're ambitious and they want to continue to move forward. Nothing ever feels easy. Yeah. You know, we've still got feral kids that don't, you know, have clean ears. We've still got a dishwasher that needs to be emptied. We've still got, you know, that one person in our organization that we can't quite find the right fit fit for. There's always mm-hmm. something yeah. because you're continuing to move yourself forward. And I think if everything was right, I would feel like It wasn't right for me because that's not who I am in business or who I am as a person. Yeah. So if someone has that consciousness
1: piece for me, because you understand that about yourself. And I do think there's a point where we have to ask ourselves, when is enough enough? Because I think that's the burnout piece. And I've seen that with people where you're striving for, you don't know what it is you're striving for. And then when that, it's like when people retire and then they really struggle because yeah. like you say they're unconscious about what drives them and, and, and fulfills them
0: yeah so if people need your help where can they find you
1: I'm all over social so any of the social media platforms you can get me on um, my website is leehouse.com, that's a good starting point um but yeah connect up with me you can land in my dms or email me hello at com.
0: awesome so I end all of my podcasts with the eight mile moment. So I love Eminem and I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. And he does, (laughs) he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. Like he's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer. So his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So Lee, what are the worst things about you? Oh
1: my goodness. I've got to say eight of them. no no, just you can say things about me what are the worst god that's a tricky one I didn't see that coming what are the worst things oh my gosh there's so many um I lose things passwords all of the time I am my number two Lindsay I drive her mad I've done it just today sends her potty um I'm obsessively a bit tidy which is a strength and a weakness at the same time so I've got this really bad habit where I will if I'm meant to be somewhere I have to tidy up before I go so that often makes me late so people would then say she's often late um which is really annoying um what else I peel the onion I don't know whether that's I don't think it's a bad thing it's a good thing but I think some people don't want me to peel the onion can't help it I'm so frigging nosy um what else is a bad thing um Oh, I don't know now. I love it that actually I'm struggling to find a bad thing. <laughs> this is actually this is a strange thing. you've done you are. Well. Have I? Oh, okay. I didn't yes. know how many you wanted. So nice. No, no, okay, we'll stop there then. I'm not going. No, do I think that's pretty, pretty good. Better, Lots of people
0: so. go. Oh, I can't think of anything. I'm like, don't ask oh, your husband. Yeah. Then my husband yeah. would be like, Where do you want say, my
1: list? Yeah. What? Do, oh, and I clear up. I, I'm. I'm always clearing up constantly. My husband's really messy, so I'm always every time he and he loves to cook. So if he turns around for a second, like I put the spatula in the dishwasher, drives him mad. But it drives me mad that he's messy. So there you are. I finish on that
0: note. I, I think I'd end up killing you if you yeah. did that. <laughs> Although I'd doing, love it. Yeah. I'd love it if I wasn't here. I'd be like, yeah, go and tidy up. One of my best friends is exactly the same. But around me, I find it really stressful. Yeah. I'm like yeah. sit down. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I can't sit still very well, but I am. Um, I'm getting so much better at that. I have to say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well thank you so much for being on the podcast thank Lee you for having me I've loved it
1: love 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 talking to you
0: thank you as always if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast you can contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk thanks for listening bye